coming up. It was an unusual sight to see for some of these officers. You could hear them in the background saying, what is that? What kind of gun is that? For Vault Studios, I'm Reed Redmond. You're listening to The Daily Crime. Ghost guns. They look, fire, and can kill like any other gun. Made from kits bought online with no background checks that can be ordered by convicted felons, even kids. These pieces and parts put together become an untraceable weapon. Last year, about 20,000 suspected ghost guns were recovered from criminal investigations in the United States a tenfold increase since 2016. You can buy something that is is practically finished and then the the individual consumer only has to make a, a few cuts of plastic or a few, drill a few holes in a certain location and then you have uh, a, a completed firearm. So it doesn't take that much expertise? Uh, not really. Lena Lai, an investigative reporter for WKYC in Cleveland, has been taking a close look at some of the concerns raised by these weapons, both in Ohio and around the country. Now to a 3 News Investigates exclusive. A recent arrest by Akron police is highlighting the concerns over ghost guns, those build-it-yourself untraceable weapons. Well, 3 News investigator Lena Lai takes you inside the police chase and discovery and has a closer look at the troubling trend. Lena Lai, you've been reporting on a case in Akron, Ohio, that's raised questions about weapons that are known as ghost guns. Let's start by defining that term. What are ghost guns? Sure. So ghost guns are usually used to refer to these build-it-yourself, untraceable guns that um, you know criminals have easy access to because it doesn't require background checks. You can purchase them online and you can build them together without even having a serial number attached to it. So they're not traceable by law enforcement. And the term ghost gun, you know, is is probably a phrase that was was, you know, drummed up by the media because, you know, it has this sexy alliteration to it. But actually, you know, those in law enforcement don't really refer to them as quote unquote ghost guns. They refer to them as unserialized firearms. But now that terminology is is being used, um, you know, very often now by law enforcement because that's what the public is getting to know uh, about these firearms and 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 the colloquial term for them. When you say these are build-it-yourself weapons, what exactly does that mean? What does someone actually need to build one of these firearms? Not much, you know, just uh, surf online. You know, you know, convicted felons can can buy them online. Kids can buy them online. There is literally no background check involved uh, with with purchasing these unserialized firearms. These ghost guns are very easily accessible. In fact, there was a, an Ohio man who was just convicted for possessing a AR-style ghost gun. He referred to it as the big one. Um, and he had it hidden behind a subwoofer in his car when it was discovered by law enforcement. And so he had a felony record. He's a convicted felon, not supposed to have firearms in his possession. Um, so now he faces up to 10 years in prison. What does the law say if you are someone who is eligible to own a gun in Ohio? What does the law say about buying a kit to build a ghost gun? Is it legal? 
Yeah, it's perfectly legal in states like Ohio, many states. It is legal to buy and build your own gun without any state regulation. Um, so the problem happens is if you sell that gun, then, then you're violating, uh, firearms law. Um, and then if that gun winds up in the hands of a criminal, which is what is happening across the nation. Let's talk about this recent case that I mentioned from Akron, Ohio last March. Walk us through what happened. So we took a look at the body cam video of this arrest and, and Akron police officers were called to the scene of many reports of gunfire in a residential neighborhood. And so when they arrived on scene, they noticed that there was a teenager who immediately took off running. And as they're huffing and puffing and chasing after this teenager, they noticed that the teen reached into his pocket to pull out a weapon. Um, and immediately you hear the officers shouting, drop the gun, drop the gun. And, but the, the kids kept on running and eventually he, he ran down a small hill and then he fell down. A heart pounding chase. Akron police responding to shots fired, hot on the heels of a 16 year old who took off running, then reached for a gun in his pocket. The officers were able to, uh, you know, put the handcuffs on, on the teen and, you know, put him in, in the back of her cruiser. And so they circled back to see what where the weapon was. And they found it where he had, had fallen uh, on this small hill. And take a look at the gun with a gray polymer frame and a slide with no markings, no serial number, make or model. It's like a ghost gun. It doesn't have any markings on it. And it was an unusual sight to see for some of these officers. You could hear them in the background saying, what is that? What kind of gun is that? And, you know, you can see in the body cam video, um, them just picking up this, this plastic looking gun. It was made of a gray polymer plastic material, uh, which was the body of the frame. Um, and it had a, a metal slide, but they instantly noticed that there were no markings on this gun. There was no serial number, nothing. And, you know, they, they asked the, the kid, where did this gun come, come from? And, you know, he didn't have a response, but it's been a, you know, a few weeks now and Akron police and the ATF still don't know what the origin where, where the, the gun came from. Um, and so it's still a mystery here, but, you know, ghost guns are not necessarily a huge problem, at least in Northeast Ohio, but officers say they are seeing more of it. You know, you have areas like Los Angeles, for example, um, is experiencing a big problem with ghost guns. In fact, last year, the Los Angeles Police Department cited something like one in five of the guns that were recovered in criminal investigations was a ghost gun. Um, and then dramatically, the the NYPD and, and the mayor of New York City made an impassioned plea to the public that we need to do something more to get ghost guns off the street, standing before a display of, of 180 ghost guns that were, were confiscated by law enforcement. And, and the surge has happened quite quickly. You know, last year, the ATF reported almost 20,000 suspected ghost guns recovered from criminal investigations, and that is a tenfold increase since just 2016.
going back to this Akron case, an important detail here, you mentioned the the suspect, the person being chased was a teenager. He was 16 years old. So uh, of course, not old enough to legally own a firearm. That is correct. And, you know, the, the teen now faces weapons charges, you know, police officers, prosecutors are trying to see if there's anything in Ohio law that they can charge him in addition to, you know, possessing the firearm. Um, you know, there is a law on the books that, that he could face there's a there's a law in Ohio that says that you cannot deface the serial number of a firearm. But where does a ghost gun fall in that category? Are you, quote unquote, defacing? So you're even looking at a situation where states may have to modernize their own statutes. Well, working on this story, you talked to the assistant special agent in charge of the ATF office in Cleveland. But why did he say it's important to be able to track down the origins of a gun, to be able to tie a gun to an owner. Yeah, so he says that that is one of the biggest benefits for law enforcement is that they use that serial number to initiate a trace. Which then will uh, help us uh, determine the life of a firearm. And he immediately pointed out to the recent shooting in New York City subway um, in which the suspect in that shooting uh, was it quite quickly narrowed down based on the weapon that was left on the scene, and they were able to trace back to that serial number and trace it all the way to the suspect. I mean, you can't connect the gun to the shooter and hold them accountable. You mentioned this is a problem we're seeing nationally. Last month, the Biden administration announced federal actions to try to, to solve or to curtail this issue. Tell us a little bit about those actions. So the Biden administration in April announced their federal actions to ban the manufacture of unlicensed gun kits and also require the federally licensed gun dealers to add serial numbers to whatever weapons that they do have in stock. Um, so it would require these makers of gun kits to begin putting serial numbers on these parts. And many of the parts are 80% complete. That In many states, that is the, the threshold, the definition of what is considered not a firearm. So basically, these gun kit makers uh, sell the frame that's the, and all the parts necessary to build a firearm up to 80% completion. And then in the ATS view, it doesn't take much expertise to, to drill a couple of holes and then you, and, and add a couple of parts. And then you have a completed unserialized firearm. Um, so, you know, the Biden administration came out with this new rule. It takes effect in, on August 24th. Um, you know, and already gun rights advocates say they're challenging these new rules in court. In fact, you know, there's a Houston area company that makes these gun kits and they've already sued the Justice Department over this rule, calling it unfair and a violation of their Second Amendment rights. We'll see what happens with that between now and August. And we'll continue to follow your reporting out of Ohio. Lena Lai with WKYC in Cleveland. Thanks for sharing this story. Sure. Thanks for having me. And thank you for listening to this episode of The Daily Crime. We're here with a new one every day of the week, Monday through Friday. So make sure you're subscribed to or following the podcast wherever it is you're listening right now. 
If you're looking for something else to listen to, you can head over to vaultstudios.com for a full list of our shows. That'll do it for this one. Until next time, for Vault Studios, I'm Reed Redmond.